you're listening to Podcast Rescue. My name is Cliff Duvenois, and this is episode 15. Hey there, are you struggling with your podcast? Well, then let's change that. Here, we're going to share the strategies, tips, and tricks that you need to make your podcast a thriving part of your business. Welcome to Podcast Rescue. Hello, my fellow entrepreneurs. So I read something the other day that made me laugh. So there are more business coaches out there than there are businesses. So I guess being a coach is like the in thing, right? This made me laugh. Now, when you really think about it, there is no requirement to being a coach. Someone could wake up in the morning, it burp, tastes funny, and they say, you know what? I'm a coach now. Now, because somebody just says that they're a coach doesn't mean that they're, you know, that they're any good or that they can get you any kind of results, right? There's no regulation. There is no standard certification. Shoot, the squirrel that's running around my yard right now, he could call himself a coach. Do you need help collecting nuts? I'm your guy. Call 1-800-NUT-COACH, right? Fast track your results. I mean, it's, it's crazy how anybody could just become a coach. Now, over my career, over my life for that matter, I have had my share of bad coaches. But you know, I've also had good coaches as well. So what I want to do is I want to share with you some of the tips that I've learned over the years, some of the lessons that I've learned uh, to, that kind of helps me to delineate this difference between a good coach and a bad coach, right? What are some of the signs that I look for, right? So one of the things that I always look for when I'm, at, when I'm talking to a coach, when somebody says, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a life coach, I'm a business coach, I'm whatever, I always go back to what is your framework? What do you use that gets your client's results? Obviously, if they don't have one, I'm skeptical. But even if they have a framework, and if I can't understand what that framework is or how it's going to get me to the end point, then I'm not sure that it's a good framework. Let me share with you something. So we're going to take a trip back in the Wayback Machine, right? I, this is high school. I signed up to run in cross country. Now, I've always loved to run. And to be honest, back in high school, that was probably about the only thing that I was really good at. I weighed all of 90 pounds. I was a total beanpole. And thanks to the copious amounts of bullies that were running around my school, I could run pretty fast, pretty far. So I signed up for cross country and it's like the very first day, right? It's like the middle of August, showed up on the first day and there's probably 10, 12 of us that are just standing around. And yeah, this was definitely a small school. I remember the coach showed up, looks at all of us, and he says, okay, so we're going to start running. What I want you to do is I want you to run down this street, and once you get to this you know, intersection, turn left. I want you to run another four blocks, and then you're going to turn left again. I want you to run another eight blocks, turn left. I should bring you back to the school, and that should be about one mile. So run. So we all take off running. Now, you've got those kids that are just, you know, they've been doing this forever in a day. I swear to God, they were born, you know, as soon as they came out of the womb, they were running, but I'm not one of those kids. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm running down the road and I'm like, you got this, man, you demand, you demand, right? You, you got this. Well, about a quarter of a mile later, and I was starting to feel it. And at about the half mile point, like I almost collapsed, right? I actually had to stop and like, I was holding my side and I was like, oh my God, I'm hurting, right? But I did make it back to the school. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, cool. We ran a mile. This is great. Good starting point. Good practice. See you guys later. 
when the coach looks, the coach looks at us and he says, well, okay, cool. So that was the warm up. What I want you to do is I want you to go and run six miles. Right. And he told us where to go. And he said, okay, run. I'm thinking to myself, say what? Now I had done very little running over the summer, right? I had gone out and I would you know, run little distances, things like that. But now all of a sudden we're in a position where we have to run six miles. I mean, good grief. I struggled to run a half a mile. How in the world am I going to run six miles, right? So you know what? I, I ran and then I walked and then I ran and then I walked, but I was miserable. A lot of the times I was by myself. I wasn't fast enough to keep up with the, with the fast kids. And there were some people that were just way slower than what I was. So you know what? It took me a few hours, but I eventually I finished the six miles. And this would go on day after day after day. And it seemed like every single day he would add like a half a mile or a mile to what we had to run. And you know what? I didn't get any better. So, you know, I'd been doing this now and it's been a couple of weeks and I went up to my coach and I, you know, I was just, I was tired of being miserable all the time and I didn't feel I was getting any better. And I was like, Hey, you know, and I went to him, I was like, Hey coach, what can I do? Right. Is there anything that I can do to like be better at this? And he just gives me this flat book, look, and he says, yeah, you can run. That was his whole training model. Run, just run. Well, needless to say, I didn't stay in cross country, right? I was tired of being miserable. I wasn't getting any better at this. And I was like, you know what? I'm out. So now let's fast forward a few decades, right? So, and I'm getting to my forties and I'm thinking, you know, I'd like to take better care of my health. I'd like to get out there. I'd like to do more exercising. And one of the things that I thought about, I thought about this on and off over the years, but I would like to run a 5K, right? So that's now my goal. I want to run a 5K. Now, for those of you that don't know, don't know, a 5K is like 3.2 miles. So what did I do? I got on the internet and I'm knowing full well, there's just got to be some kind of a training program out there that I can use. Because all I could think of was like the high, the high school coach that was like, run, you know, that was this whole thing, run. So. Here I am trying to find a framework that's going to get me results, right? And sure enough, I found one. It was a running program that's called Couch to 5K. And I said, that is perfect. The only way they could have gotten better at that is if it was Cheetos to 5K, right? So, and the framework was actually very easy. Their whole thing was, you know, day one, you run for two minutes and then you walk for two minutes. Run for two minutes, walk for two minutes. And you do this like 10 times. So you do this a couple times, and then the next time you run, you run for three minutes, walk for two, run for three, walk for two, and you repeat that like you know, 10 times or something. But every time that you run, you run a little bit further, but you take time for breaks, right? And sure enough, it got to a point where just following this methodology, I, I still remember this to this day, right? There was one day I was going out where it was like run for 15 minutes walk for five, run for 10. And supposedly this gets you to the 5k spot, right? So I did that realizing that I had run a 5k and I was like, you know what? Next time I'm just not going to take that five minute break because I'm feeling good, right? My body had a chance to train. So the next time I go out to run a 5k, I'm like, you know, I make it to 15 minutes and my brain's like, you know, we're supposed to take a break. And I'm like, you know what? I feel good. I'm going to keep going. Let's see what happens. And sure enough, I ran the full 5k. Now, it didn't stop there, right? Because I could run a 5K, but I wanted to run a 5K in under 30 minutes. 
So you know what I did is I get back on the internet and I find a training framework. And you know what they're, they're teaching is they're like, you know what, there is such a thing as running technique, right? There's proper technique and there's bad technique. And a lot of beginner runners, they have this bad technique. This is what they do and da, 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 da. So sure enough, I get out there and it's a little bit awkward, but it's like I'm having to relearn how to run. But thanks to all that framework out there, I broke the 30 minute mark. So now when I run a 5K, my focus is to break the 25 minute mark. But here's the deal. The framework that they use is completely different because it actually gets people results. Now, the framework that my coach used back in the day, woefully inadequate, right? There's no way to train or no way to get better because this framework consisted of one word, run. That's it. And I wasn't an expert in running. I thought he would be an expert in running. Apparently he's not because this whole thing is just run, right? I could just see them like, you know, talking to all the teachers and saying, hey, we need somebody to do cross country. You can make a little extra money. And he raised his hand. He said, I'll, I'll do cross country. Why not? And then he gets out there and looks at us students and says, okay, run, right? That's his training program, run. And it's no skin off his back, whether we stay in the program or whether we quit the program, whatever. But I wonder, you know, I really have to wonder what would have happened if he just took like a different approach, right? If he would just, you know, even if he got on his bicycle for crying out loud, right? Okay. You kids that are good at running, go ahead. But for the rest of you that might be new or you're not good runner, let's all run in a group. We're all going to encourage each other, right? I'll get on my bike and I'll time you and let's run for two minutes. So we run for two minutes and he says, okay, now let's walk. And we walk for two minutes, right? And he's with us that entire time, like, you know, holding our hand, not just sitting there, you know, drinking coffee, slamming donuts and saying, run, right? But he didn't do any of that. So having a framework that gets results is absolutely critical. Now, from my standpoint, I don't mind hard work. I don't mind investing the time or energy into something that might be difficult because if I know that I can get results at the end, I will do it. I will persevere because I know that if I can just get there, things will work out, right? But in many ways, if you come to think about it, this is what a lot of the, the podcast gurus do, right? They're just like the high school cross-country coach that I had, right? You sign up for their program. You do everything the podcast gurus tell you to do. And you're not getting the results. You go to them and you say, hey, you know what? I've been pumping out episodes for 16 months now. I'm doing everything you say. My audience isn't growing. I don't know how to monetize my podcast. Things just aren't happening. You know, they just give you a flat look and they're like, okay, make more episodes. Now, one of the things that I do with my podcast success framework is I'm constantly testing. So I have a side podcast. And I experiment with that thing all the time. I'm trying out new ideas, new concepts. I'm learning new things about how the world works. And I'm like, you know what? If I can teach, you know, if I can get these things to work, if I can verify that they work, then I can actually go out to my students and be like, you know what? Here's another strategy. Here's another technique. I mean, right now, there's so many different ways to be able to, to monetize a podcast. It's not even funny, right? But I use those lessons with my clients, right? To give them options. Because really, at the end of the day, there is no one-size-fits-all strategy, right? And a lot of these podcast gurus out there, a lot of these coaches that are out there, right? They read a book, they see a strategy, and then they adopt it as their own. And when you try it and you don't get the results, their whole thing is what? More. Run. 
Well, as I said before, build it and it will come is not a strategy that works anymore. Right? So unfortunately, a lot of the times you have to start working with the with the coach before you start to realize it. But if their whole philosophy is more, right? If you walk up to them and say, hey, you know what? I see your framework here. You talk about your framework. What happens if it doesn't work? Right? What do you know? What do, what do you say? And if their whole thing is like, oh, well, if it's not working, then uh, you just need to produce more content. Right? More is almost as bad as run. You know, and they sit there and they say that. But you know what? If they keep saying more and you more know, and if you know that more doesn't work because you've tried it, right? And you're still trying it to this day. Then there might be a couple things to absolutely consider, right? Maybe you've outgrown that coach, right? Maybe that, maybe that coach was good to get you started, but they're not good to take you to that next level. Maybe that coach isn't good at all. Maybe they're making promises that they really can't deliver on. So if you are ready to try something new, something different, and you want to get results, then I highly recommend going over to podcastingwithcliff.com, schedule your one-on-one session today, because whatever it is, wherever you're stuck, we can get you to move forward. My philosophy is not run. It never has been. You can go back to listen to episodes two, three, and four to understand my framework and how it's all mapped out. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to draw this episode to a close. Make today a great day, my friends.